Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it, for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, Taylor at Vaco, V-A-C-O.com is how to get in touch with me, old fashioned email, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. So I, I want to go and dive in because this is going to go by super fast, not, not super long intros. Um, but uh, uh, Alicia and I, actually, this was Alicia's idea um, and uh, because most, most good ideas are Alicia's. And basically, Alicia was like, hey, we should do uh, a resume review session. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, let's do it. I've tried to stay away from resume reviews. Um, the reason why I don't actively proact or don't proactively talk about resume reviews is I don't want to be known as a resume guy, right? I, I, I think that there's a lot of people out there that, that do the resume thing really well. But after talking with Alicia, um, actually, Alicia, I think when you brought this up, I was getting my hair bleached. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I had a lot of time to think about it. But after thinking about it, I realized that um, that people need to know that their resumes are incredibly important. Um, and so Alicia and I are going to dive into that. So real quick, my background, for those of you who do not know me, I am Taylor Destin. I'm a recruiter in Nashville. I've been recruiting for 11 years and my focus is on the engineering side. Um, so I lead a team of six other individuals where we recruit top engineering talent across the country. Um, and I use content to communicate to both hiring managers and job seekers instead of sliding into your DMs like most recruiters. Alicia, give a quick background about yourself, man, to set the stage. Yeah. So first off, given the fact that your hair is bleached, like you are the black, we are the black and white of tech. Like this is too funny. And our swoops go different directions. So, um, yeah, so I've, I've had a very long career in tech, uh, both at very large companies, currently at Microsoft, for example, um, but I've been at another Fortune 200 company. Um, I also work in the startup space for many, many years. Love both. Think that there's value in both. Um, I have hired too many people that I've lost count of. I've interviewed yeah. well over that and uh, managed uh, teams of you know, 30, 40 people plus. And so um, it's been a passion of mine to just, I am a resume guy. and And I think that it's an important one. There's a lot of critique these days about whether or not there really is needed, but I think they're important. So let's get started. So, so to, so to set the stage for those of you who, for those of you who sent your resumes to us, we have them, we are going to try to get through them as much as possible, but I want to keep this to an hour. Um, because uh, your boy still got to get lunch. I have not eaten lunch yet. So, um, so we're going to keep it to an hour. So we're, uh, I'm going to share my screen and the point of this is Alicia and I are going to give our first takes. So I'm going to give my first take as a recruiter. Alicia is going to give his first take as a hiring manager. And then we're going to talk three to five minutes on each person's resume yeah. on what we would change and why. Um, yeah. Alicia, am I missing anything, I guess? No, let, let, let me just add one thing, though, which is, which is uh, I – so when I post a new job, whether it's a junior through to senior, uh, the – 
the approach that I and my peers have have kind of I've seen many many others take this approach is you just first get inundated with so many resumes. I right. mean, you're a needle in a haystack, and so the challenge that the hiring manager, the person who's ultimately going to be your boss, has has is they have to make quick decisions. They want to make the best hire as fast as possible yep. and not have to invest all their time in finding that gem if they can find it quickly. Correct. And so the, that's what that first impressions is all about is imagine you're the, in the seat of the hiring manager and you're going to see the stack and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to make three stacks. My, I definitely need to drop everything and call this person because I don't want to lose them as a candidate. Yep. The I'll get to them when I get to them. And then the, I'll hold off on this person for now. Um, you know, they're not probably not aligned to exactly what I need. And then every once in a while you have the red flags, which is this person might be good, but it's going to take a lot of time on my part to really like see that. Yeah. And I want to make the fast and best decision as, as well. I want to make the best decision as fast as possible. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and I, I want to stress that. Um, I think resume writing is to basically get the first eight seconds of a manager so they can understand mm -hmm. what you do immediately and then move you through the process quickly. Yeah. Um, so Christina, what's going on? It's good to see you. Just hung out with her in Vegas this week. Um, all right. So let's go. Let's dive in. First resume. Um, need to pull it up real quick. Hold on. Hold on. And while you're doing that, Taylor, yeah. so for folks who didn't send in a resume or don't, uh, actually, how do I comment? Oh, I have to go to the event, don't I? I think I have to go to the event. Yeah. Oh man, being a rookie. Um, so I'll put because I have a resume template, and I will put that in the comments for folks who just want to shortcut the whole process and just kind of have a good sense. You don't have to use my template. You don't have to use my font. You know, I don't. You know, I'm not that wedded to how it looks and everything. But what it'll help you do is kind of get a sense of what kind of things help. Uh, a hiring manager. Let me make sure I don't all of a sudden start playing the event while I'm talking. But yeah, so I will put that in the comments right here. Okay, awesome. All right, I need to I need to zoom in on this. How do I zoom in here? Command. For some reason it's not. Hit the in the bottom right, or if you ah. press, yeah. See, this is why you're a hiring manager. All right, so all right, so first one anonymous. Thank you uh, for sending this in. Um, so, uh, I'll go first. Uh, so first off, um, if, if, if I'm scrolling, so, so this is literally, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through literally how my mind works when I look at a resume. So first off, um, I, I see education and then I see software knowledge base, right? So I see BS administration. So you got some BI reporting. All right. So my eyes immediately go to dynamics 365. So I'm like, all right, this person's in the ERP space. Scroll down. I see senior business analyst PM. So now my mind is senior business analyst, ERP focus experience, scroll through. I see Microsoft apps. I see uh, lead sprint meetings with multiple teams. Um, you know, again, BA, I, I look at titles. I think titles are important. Um, EDI, this person got EDI experience and used to be in the finance side. So basically, so, so for me, whether this is wrong or right, as a recruiter, I, I've already put this person in a bucket as a, as a mid business analyst who has a pretty good background with ERP experience and EDI, which is, which, which are specific things that we get called about for business analysts. And they have a finance background, which to me probably means they're very um, technically savvy, can probably do Excel really well, which is sometimes important as a business analyst. 
Um, so if, so if I'm, if I'm recruiting on a business analyst role, I'm going to call this person. So that's my thoughts. Belisha, go. Um, so, okay. So strictly looking at the resume and, and it's worth noting, um, that I, I've not looked, I, I don't know about you, Taylor, but I've not seen any one of these resumes. Yes. We have not seen any one of these. We have yeah. not opened every resume we will open today is completely first impression. So it's literally like Alicia and I are hiring like, like we typically do. Yeah. So, so first off, I like the bucket I'd put this person in um, is probably in the middle category. The, the, I will maybe call this person. Okay. And the reason why is because there's nothing that immediately just jumps out to me that says, this is what that person's looking to do. Um, the, I'm not a fan of having the education at the top because okay. at the end of the day, the thing that I, I mostly want to go off of is experience and what you've done in terms of accomplishments, okay. but it doesn't mean that there can't be a summary at the top. Um, and I, when I mean a summary, I don't mean a career objective or a long paragraph, but just um, kind of what is listed in the software knowledge base. I think that's helpful. That's useful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just just visually, there's a lot of space taken up by that heading that is not there. I think that that's probably the person's name. Um, but then the rest of it is kind of just there's so much space lost to the certs and the education and all that, which is valuable, but not the most immediate thing I want to see. Um if you can scroll down just a bit more into the experience. Yeah, absolutely. Hold on. I got to find my cursor. Where my cursor? There it is. All right. Yeah. So, so in here, like the, I think, I mean, honestly, again, visually, the fact that the experience is broken across two pages is kind of a, a bummer because that's the thing that immediately I want to see. I'm not going to, you know, not hire someone because they, <laughs> they span two pages or something like that, but For sure. it's more just, it what pulls away from my attention when I'm trying to go through things very quickly. Um, I do see, you know, lead the lead sprint meetings with multiple teams, five to seven employees, but it's a bummer that the, like, especially for a business analyst, especially for someone who's focused on um, making the machine work, that a statement that is quantified is almost one of the last bullets. Whereas the first bullet built an application through Microsoft apps to automate the collection of information for an internal department. That's so much reading. I mean, like I, as someone who yeah. likes to talk as someone who is very wordy, um, that's like, I, I am, uh, I struggle when I read lots and see lots. And so, uh, a little more brevity, I think would be important there. Yeah. And I agree. I think it's just a lot of words, right? I mean, I think it's, it's just, you know, so for example, evaluate existing implementations for technical issues or project risks, right? So I would ask, expound on that. Yeah. What type of existing implementations have been done with an organization? Have you gone from Oracle to NetSuite? Have you gone from whatever, right? And, 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 and what type of project risk did you find, yeah. right? Did, did you find that your NetSuite implementation was only 30% successful. Again, I'm making stuff up here. Only 30% successful when it act and when P the organization thought it was 95% successful. Mm -hmm. Right. Like like the impact. Yeah, the impact yeah. is like, so you have to have a quantified impact is, is that's going to be your bread and butter. And, and like, we're stuck on the first one and maybe we'll, but I mean, I think, I think it's worth stating that your resume and why I think resumes matter. Let me just make my case for why resumes matter. It helps the hiring manager understand who you are and get a sense of, of what you're trying to do. But it also helps you when you're in the interview because now you've got this neat packaged kind of port, uh, pamphlet considering. Yeah, or, or portfolio. Or right. like portfolio. Yeah, just but it's 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 like you are selling yourself, right? Whether you're in tech or not in tech, 
whether you're a coder or not, you know, the idea of having to sell yourself is kind of a, a weird one, but the idea is that you want to, it's like your LinkedIn tagline, right? It's the, tell me who you are in 140 characters kind of thing. Correct. And this, this, I'm having to infer a lot, which is yes. not what I want to do as a hiring manager. That I want to, I want it to be slapped in the face. Cool. All right. I'm going to stop, stop screen sharing. All right. So thank you to who sent that in. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and then Alicia, I just say, we'll just go through mine and then we'll just go yeah. through yours. So, okay. all right, let me, let me share this one. Share, share screen, window, no Chrome tab. All right, Alicia, you first, we will alternate. Okay. Uh, so can, okay. All right. So yeah, let's just scroll down. Okay, so right there, I'm going to say the same thing I said last time, right? Look at like the professional experience starts way at the bottom. And it's, again, it's not the, the most immediate thing, but it's the next thing that I'm going to look at. The, all that stuff that's at the top, certifications, technical expertise, summary of qualifications, education, probably the one thing that I'd want to see in front of the experience is that technical expertise, the summary of qualifications, I would probably try to squish that into the technical expertise. Maybe there's some stuff there that's valuable. Um, so in list that as another way in which you are an expert at something. Um, mm -hmm. Don't don't take up all that space, all that value, valuable space with all yeah. that stuff, right? Smush it into the technical expertise and then get the education, put it lower down, certifications, merge that with the education. Uh, so then professional experience... Um, I like this. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's awesome. Yes, I, I love it when I see exactly what uh, technologies were used for a, a given role because that lets me, if we're interviewing, ask some very specific questions, which I like. Um, full stack, yeah. Clients, okay, so that's good. Um, I, I'd work a little bit on the formatting because some of it's getting a little uh tough to sort of see and stand out it kind of looks a little disorganized in some areas um and then and it doesn't follow a similar pattern right so like iHeartMedia is has become very paragraph driven whereas the ones above it have become kind of more bullet based so yeah. i'd put this in the, like i'm seeing a lot of skill here uh, which is promising but it's it i just think the formatting will help it go from a that middle bucket to the upper bucket where I would definitely call. So I would just okay. really work so, on. So, so you would put this, you put this as a middle bucket. So basically, yeah. you know, for again, for those of you who are tuning in, what, what Alicia and I are doing, we are categorizing the, we're kind of categorizing three areas. One, I would say, I would say all things go top bucket. We're going to call you immediately. Then there's bucket two, which is what the last two resumes have been in. Not bad, not great. And then there's the third bucket, which was basically, we're not going to call you, but we love you. Yeah. Um, and so this is the second bucket for me real quick. Again, I don't want to belabor points here because we got so much to go over. I would say here again, the key thing I want to get across here with Kevin, Kevin, as a recruiter, I'm going to open up your resume like I did. And this, so th this is what my computer shows right here, right? I don't see anything technical really mm -hmm. right here. So then I have to do one scroll, right? So let's do one scroll. So one scroll is going to get me here, right? Yeah. Which is better. I can tell you, I can get, get an idea of what you're doing. But again, it's like Alicia said, 
you essentially have to scroll twice to get you your professional experience. So what I would do is I get rid of summary of qualifications and I would do this summary. And, and Alicia, I think you and I are on the same page with this, but please let me know if we're not. Yeah. I think your summary, your qualifications need to be so like the 10 plus years of overall software development experience, seven yeah. years of Java development experience, three years of angular, two years of PHP and a BS degree in computer science. Yeah. And that's what the summary should be. And that should be the very top of the page. So when I open up your resume, I see all of your lists of experiences and your technical expertise, which really your technical expertise should be at the bottom because really the summary should be the main technical expertise. The really your technical expertise side on your resume is just so it can get caught up in the searches, yeah. right? But your summary portion needs to be to the point. If you have a really good summary portion, I don't even look at your resume. I call you. Yeah. And, and I would say that's the big thing. And then going off of what Alicia just said, um, with professional experiences, I would agree with that. It, some of it's kind of like bullet pointed and then other like right here. So this, this makes my eyes hurt. Italicized, bolding italicized and normal font. Like that's a lot. So clean this up. And then again, then right here, it gets a little wordy, right? So that's what I would do. Like, like, for example, like this is like, this is just fluff improving technical documentation. How, how did you improve technical documentation? Did you implement a technical documentation tool that the organization didn't have before? Like those are the things that you have to think about. Um, go ahead, Alicia. No, I was, I was going to say, I, I completely agree. And, I, and so I, I know, I know Kevin, we, he and I have chatted a fair bit. Oh, that's funny. Um, and, and I just got to say, like, I mean, I know Kevin is an awesome person. I know he's wicked skilled at what he can do. And this is an example of someone who is almost selling their, their skill level short because yep. it's just, it, it gets lost. There's just, it puts more work on me to have to figure it out as opposed to just laying it out for me and saying, this is why you're awesome. And I, I, I I'm watching the comments and I think there's a couple that we probably want to quickly yeah. go to. So like Randall, uh, just above that one, uh, spent, uh, trying to jam things into a single page and it doesn't have to be a single page. A single page is awesome, but this, the first page should be the best page. Yeah. The down. first page is the best page. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I told Alicia this after, uh, before we went live, I said the first page of your resume needs to captivate my attention, right? 10 plus years of overall development, six years of .NET, three years of Angular, two years of PHP, one year of Svelte, BS degree in computer science. Go immediately into your technical experience. Yep. Then, you're, then I look to your second and third page for uh, continuity of roles and seniority. And, and if, you've not, if you're not coding or you're not coding anymore, you know, managed teams of X size for X yeah, number of years. Quantitative, yeah, quantitative. Yeah. And you know, saved my company two million on budget mm -hmm. because we were able to do X. And, and and sorry to belabor the point, but the reason why that matters is because otherwise, for me to figure out how many years you have have an experience, I have to go and like scroll all the way to the bottom. See, exactly. okay, they started, were they dev? Were they this? Were they that? Okay, so now it's 2022, and I start having to do math. And at we just don't got time. Yeah, we we ain't got time, people. Yeah. Uh, Annie, would you recommend only adding bullet points that are relevant to the job and expounding on those in the experience section? You want to take I that? Guess, I guess she means in the summary. Uh, yeah, so, right here. Yeah. Would you I recommend would... replacing the summary statement with a summary of qualifications, which is kind of what I said, I think, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think when you get into the experience, though, specifically, I wouldn't necessarily state anything that's obvious. So when you talk about relevant to the job, I'd rephrase that and say relevant to your impacts, relevant to what you've done. And that's a hard thing, because if you're a junior coder, for example, or you're a mid-level and you're still trying to figure your way around, it's hard to be like, well, what impact have I had? But if you if you look a little deeper, you'll see that, hey, I did this with the team. Like I had an opinion here and it was actually appreciated. And so that's something that you drove. That's going to stand out to me more than, you know, I, I took bugs off the backlog and I coded them. I mean, I, I'm going to expect yeah. that you did that, right? Yeah. Another thing too, I think a summary is for if you're, okay. So I'm glad Randall asked this. <laughs> if you're a junior in your career, I would do an about me. Like, hey, former sous chef, former uh, backstreet boy, back of the house, audio engineer, turn software dealer. Because here's why. If I'm talking to somebody earlier in their career, I want something that I can bond with them on. And that's cool, right? Like maybe, maybe, um, you know, maybe the hiring manager is a huge like foodie, right? And you're like, hey, listen, like, you know, I was with, you know, a chef with two Michelin star restaurants. You know, I went to software school, want to get out of the restaurant industry because of the hours. Now I'm focused on Python and JavaScript. That tells me a story, right? So then I'm like, oh, wow, this person. Well, first off, what does that tell me? It tells you you work in highly stressful situations because you worked at Michelin star restaurants. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bond with you because I'm, if I'm a foodie, I'm probably going to know the restaurant or know of it. And then I see the specific thing. So I think it makes sense to the about me if you're junior. If you're senior or mid in your career, just give me a summary. Three years of JavaScript, two years of React, two years of AWS, BS degree in computer science. Because I want to know what you what your experience level is immediately. Alicia, thoughts on that? No, I I, I completely agree. And and that kind of goes to a comment that Rochelle had uh, just posted about an example for quantifying value as a junior, which is a tough one, or especially if you're an entry level or coming out of college, which is a comment just further down. And it it doesn't necessarily have to be value like I saved the company millions of dollars, right? Something that still stands out to me is I worked on a 10-person team on a project that had X number of users. I mean, those types of things give me a, scale, a, a rough scale of what kind of work you've done yeah. versus, for example, I I worked on a, a product that no one's ever seen. It's never gone published. And I mean, that that's kind of a, a poor experience if, you, if you've ever kind of found yourself in that type of thing. Um, so you'll want to find other things that you can quantify. Yeah, and like even if it, it, so, so a few things pops in my head. Like, so if you're in boot camp and you create a capstone project and you have ten users on it, mm -hmm. tell me, hey, I developed an app that keeps track of stray cats in my neighborhood, and actually, I have ten houses that are actually using my app. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Like, if you're a junior dev and and you got to push to production, you have like ten households using your app. That's impressive to me. I'd call you, Alicia. You probably yeah. call them too. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the reason why is it's not necessarily the number. I sure. almost don't care about the number. It's more about the fact that you're thinking about the number. You're right. thinking about how you're communicating something, and that's the key, right? It's it's you're coming there and you're saying, I'm not just thinking about the work that I'm doing, but I'm thinking about the impact in a quantifiable, meaningful sense. And that's mm -hmm. going to be a skill that as you grow into an intermediate, senior, etc it's going to be more and more important. So thinking in terms of the impact, the timelines, the the cost, those types of things are really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. And then 
quick kind of go through here. Would the resume template be the same format for a new college grad? I think really similar. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think there are some tweaks. You know, if you've just done capstone projects or college projects, maybe it's not professional experience, but I just edited a guy's resume yesterday who had college experience and he put it as notable projects. But I think it's I think it's a very similar format. And and even more than the format, it's the same thing in regards to getting quantitative, right? Developed a developed a point of, you know, proof of concept using these technologies that are doing this, right? It's like it's like Annie said here. I like using this formula. I found it online, accomplished X by doing Y, which resulted in Z. That's perfect. Perfect. When you say quantify, how would you do that if you're just starting out? Again, going back to this, you know, I, again, get, get as quantitative as you can based off your project because I don't know what your project is. Don't make something up, right? And that would yeah, be awesome. don't make something right. up. So, so if you don't, I'm going to know that, okay, this person's an entry-level position, so they probably didn't save the company millions. And so I'm not going to look for that kind of thing. But right. if you, um, you know, like, let's say, let's let's go with the most basics. You came in and all you were ever given were just bugs on the backlog. You know, say I completed an average of seven bugs a week. That is, that's enough, right? It's not the greatest thing. It's not like earth shattering in terms of the value, but it tells me something about how you think about stuff. And that's, that's just the key point that why I say quantify things. Yep. Absolutely. Um, great questions coming. I knew this would happen. What, <laughs> what, what about if you've had years of experience in tech, but now it's a developer role and, and are not trying to and are trying to transition to more of a formal dev coding position or not? They're not trying to transition into more of a formal dev coding focused position. Uh, Kelly, Kelly, can you, yeah. can you quantify? There's like one word in there that we need to know. Are you trying to get into dev or are you not trying to get into dev? Because if you're not trying to get a dev, don't put dev jargon in there. But if you're trying to get in dev, I think that's where we go to volunteer projects, um, doing something on your own. Alicia, I didn't know if I had thoughts on that. No, she said now. Ah, okay. And okay. now trying to transition. Okay. So, so I mean, I mean, that's what I would say. Like, listen, go to your local church, nonprofit, something. Ask for work to be done. I mean, even um, I'll give a shout out to Jordan Ryerson. Uh, he tuned in earlier. I want to give him a shout out. So Jordan slid into my Jordan slid into my DMs and was like, "Hey man, like, do you have anything that you need help with?" And I was like, "Actually, my other podcast, because a man can't have too many podcasts, needs a rewrite on our website." And guess what he did? He rewrote it and actually got experience doing it. And now he is, uh, he has it on his portfolio. Yeah. Everybody needs help. And, and, and I think again, like the, the hiring manager is going to be aware of some of those things too. So it's not, you don't have to reach too far, but I think if you've transitioned roles, if you can quantify things from your previous roles, that helps. Again, it's just about showing the way that you think about stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but then in terms of the formal dev encoding, like that's going to get to projects and, and things that you might not have gotten paid for, but still have value in them. So share that. And, and there's always things that you can quantify there. I mean, at the very least, let's go for a complete stretch. I have no experience. I've you know been uh, a banker for 50 years and now I want to go and write code. And the only thing I have is the one project I did in a boot camp. But that one project has seven different classes, uh, a database structure with 18 tables, a hundred 
lines of code, which is impressive given the other numbers I just gave. So let's say a thousand lines of code, ten thousand lines of code. But those are those are those are numbers, right? Again, it's it's not that I'm not going to go. Oh, he doesn't have or she doesn't have fifteen thousand lines of code. Therefore, I'm not going to judge you based on that number. It's more about reflecting how you think because it helps me measure things better. Absolutely, I love that. All right, let's 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 get to another resume. Yeah. And again, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. And also just asking really good questions. And Annie um, in the comments is also doing a great job of like uh, giving in a lot of really useful feedback. So I would yes, a hundred percent. All right. All right. Do I need to, I, I opened this in my email. Oh, so I see. Okay. There right. we go. All right. So me first. Um, so first off, what I like right here with Alberto, he immediately said what he is. Yes. I like that. Junior Android developer. Then he went into currently targeting junior Android role utilizing Kotlin. I like that. I would like to know what he has done. Mm -hmm. So what I would have liked is that currently targeting junior Android developer. I like that. But then tell me what you've done, not the skills that you want to do. I, I love projects quick. Alicia and I can click on his GitHub quickly. Um, I can see the text he text he has used, and then he dives into obviously non-technical experience. So, um, you know, if I'm looking at this customer service, so he, here's the deal. There's, I want, I would not call you Alberto and here's why, because you don't have any technical experience on your resume. I want Whatever, whatever you did in here, I need that listed out like right here. Um, I think you may be concerned with just getting just one page. Listen, if you can give me, if half of your resume, the first page is just technical stuff from a side project perspective, I love that. And if your non-technical stuff is on page two, that's totally fine. I've come across junior developers that their entire first page is side projects and to make it look like they've actually been doing it for a long time, and I and 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 I call them. So uh, I would put this in the do not call, Alicia. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm a little different on this. I, I'd probably go in the medium again. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but but I'll tell you why. I think I think there's a lot that's being done correctly in terms of that first. I mean, that first heading super strong. I think there's some things that I would like you mentioned taylor like tighten up the the project section that mtg deck maker mtg card rulings i think those are projects but it doesn't tell me what the projects are actually doing it does say what the tech stack is which is good um i think i, I think there's a little like there's there's just not enough meat on the bone there but the thing about oh. the professional what's that yeah, sorry go ahead Okay. And then the, the thing on the professional experience, um, there's stuff that's valuable there. It's just that it's not valuable to me, but there is stuff that could be valuable to me, right? Like ranked in the top 10 performing representatives, eight different months. That's awesome. But then senior technical support representative. I mean, that means that you've worked with probably either hardware or like have done some kind of software stuff, which that's going to be valuable for any coder to have that experience. So talk to me about why your time at Spectrum was so valuable at, to, or what makes it valuable as a coder now. And if you start reframing that experience that you've had, the previous career doesn't become throwaway. Your previous experience doesn't become throwaway. Yeah. You're actually showing the value that it has there. So I think, I think there's a lot that can be done that's positive with this. 
And I think the first half is, is really, really tight, really strong needs, needs some improvements in some areas, but otherwise I, I, I wouldn't, depending on the, the caliber of other candidates I have, I probably have you in the middle bucket. Okay. Love that. Um, so also to, um, right here, uh, it, it, it will be on YouTube, um, I guess. And then Annie, yes, this will be saved on my LinkedIn. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you can definitely find it on, on, on my YouTube. All right, let's go to the next one. That's good. I like it. Also, also, I love that we don't quite see eye to eye, um, which is, which is fantastic. Um, it's important. It pains me to disagree with you. Say what? I said, it pains me to disagree with you. No, honestly, more, 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 more people need to, need to dis, more people need to learn how to disagree better. Um, so, all right, Andrew Peters, uh, you first. Okay. Um, let's scroll down real quick. Okay. I, I'm going to go with my uh, scroll right back up to the top. I, yeah, sorry. I, I'm not going to get my thoughts. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I would be a little, I don't know, lower end of my middle bucket. I think there's really, yeah. I, I, I and, and I'll tell you why, because, there's, there's some good stuff there, but it, it, again, it's getting lost for me. And that, that's the structure, like, that's the struggle I have. Right. I want to, I want to quickly be able to see, I think there's, again, what, let me, let me say it in this way. Though. The, the content in there is really great. And right. so that's why I'd be more favorable towards this. It's the structure of it. That's that I'm, that makes me struggle. Like the projects all look the same. I mean, that could be one project, right? Yeah, and true. Yeah, just true. some bold headings and, and things like that will help it put it over the edge. The table above it with the weird kind of like yeah, this doesn't look good, right? And and it, you know what, you know what makes it a challenge for me is the fact that language is on the far left, technologies is in the middle, frameworks is on the right, and it's it's like visually, it's hard to kind of sort that in my mind, right? And so, Same. And now, if I spent more than 30 seconds on this, I'd start to see the content. I'd start to see the value, but, but we don't have, we don't have 30 seconds. Exactly. I, think, I think that's what we're trying to get across. Right. Right. But like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what is such a bummer bachelor degree in computer science. That's phenomenal. That's amazing. But it's, it's almost lost in the fact that there's not a very, like the, the formatting, the structure. I mean, I would, you know, you could even consider putting Andrew Peters, if I got the name right, uh, Peter, uh, comma, BSC, computer science. That's That would be phenomenal, right? Like, there's ways to highlight and amplify that value, but it's the way that it's just laid out, it, that's that's what kind of, I think, would burn you. So, so it's funny because for me, this is a immediate call. <laughs> Which is which is which is awesome. This is why I love doing this. So a few reasons. So first off, left align everything. I I hate middle align. Right. Mm -hmm. That's just a preference. Push this over. Push this over. Also, Andrew Peters, listen, you got a four from a bachelor's degree in computer science. Like that shit needs to be like. I need to see that. So I would probably put the education above the summary. Um. And I would also try, so, so, so these are the small things that clutter everything up. Um, I don't need to know your location. I, it just, it just doesn't matter. Like we're in a remote world. Also de-link these. 
um, or at least de-link the or unlink whatever it's called your email because that like like that distracts me. Just like ooh, <laughs> where we go? Oh wait a minute, nope, that's not. We're all seeing your emails, Taylor. I know. Seriously, there's there's literally nothing exciting. Uh, where is that? Andrew Peters, yeah. close up again. So, like, and then also too, like, this is hard to read. Um, I would probably just like, um, you know, languages, and I would just type them out, and then you know, tab down technologies, type them out. But the reason why I like this is because the summary, I know exactly what he does. Full stack developer, Spring Boot, Java, React, and Redux. I, I need that. Personal projects. I'm with Alicia, but I can tell at least where your focus is. Mm-hmm. Like, like so my eyes, Spring Boot, Java, React. Okay, I'm going to see what else I can see. Okay, I see React. This is literally how I think. Spring Boot. Okay, got it. More Spring Boot. This guy obviously does Java. There he is. Java right there. Uh, okay, Florida Blue, Ops, Spring APIs, great, Java, OpenShift, got some, and then, okay, so so then in my mind, I'm like, all right, this person has been developing now for two, almost going on two and a half years of experience, per, and then and then has probably, you know, the last year of Java. Like, yeah. I can glean that off your resume pretty quickly, so I would call Andrews Peter so, immediately. So let's, let's quickly calibrate on that because I think this is a, an important distinction worth sharing. Depending on the company that I'm with at the time when I'm hiring, I can either be hyper-selective or I have to be very, like put a lot of scrutiny on each resume. Sure. So there are, there are times when I can afford to make a mistake and there are times when I can't. Sure. And the resume that it's structured the way it is, it would uh, not do well in places where I can afford to make a mistake. The long, as Taylor was talking, I was starting to see more and more stuff going, oh gosh, like I wish that was like amplified, highlighted, like made bigger and, and, and just jumped out at me because it's getting lost. And that's, that's the key for me is that put yourself in my shoes and I get this resume and let's, let's just, I, I don't know Andrew's well to say whether or not uh, he's like amazing or not, but let's assume yes. Right. So now imagine I get the exact same caliber candidate, but the resume tells me all of those things. The one added bonus that comes with that resume is the fact that that person is communicating in a way which if I have a concern about how well are they going to document their code, how well are they going to communicate with the rest of the team, how well are they going to present information to uh, a leadership team, et cetera, that's going to help that one candidate edge out over this one. And that's the key is, is it's about how are you presenting information. And so skills wise, and, and worth sharing that I don't think we're judging anyone on their skills here. Let's, let's call that out. We're not saying that you're not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not judging any because we don't know. Right. It's just purely how you're presenting yourself. And that's, what's getting lost is I'm not, nothing is immediately jumping out to me to say exactly what you are. And the more that I dig, I go, gosh, like, you know, there's a lot here that, that can actually work with. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to stop sharing real quick. I'm going to answer Annie's question real quick because it's very pertinent. How would you, how would you frame a description for the projects? What should be added and not added for me, Annie? I, I think it's exactly what you said earlier, right? So um, my kind of four, my four bullet points that should be pretty standard is first bullet point is describing your project. Like you're describing it to somebody in your family, right? Cause we all talk to people in our family differently than our industry, right? It's like, mom, 
No, I don't code. I find people who code, right? My mom still thinks I can fix computers, right? Which is not coding. Let's be honest. Um, the second thing is, so the second, third bullet point is what Annie, you said, right? So I developed an app that leveraged, we needed a really light, fast front end. So we leveraged React and we brought, we changed it over from Angular 2 and the response time was 15 milliseconds faster. Right. And then we really needed to solve a cloud issue. So we leveraged AWS Lambda because of this. Right. Very specific. And then the last bullet point should be all the technologies and tooling you've touched, because there are times that you have touched. I, I say this example all the time. As a recruiter, we search very specific first. Yeah. So let's say if Alicia called me up and goes, Taylor, I need a .NET developer with some React experience. And it would be a plus if they have Figma because this, this .NET developer is going to have to be working in the front end a little bit more, working with design teams. So they at least have to know how to like mess around with Figma. If you're a .NET developer with heavy React experience and you've touched Figma and you don't include it in your entire technologies used and you follow this framework, that's not going to be in your resume. And so I'm going to miss calling you because of it. Now, if I pull up your resume and it says Figma, the technologies used, but it doesn't show it in your main bullet points. I'm going to ask you about it. Hey, Annie, I saw we have Figma. I'm looking for a .NET React developer has Figma. How did you use it? Annie's probably going to go, well, I actually worked on a project for three months with it, but that's about it. But to me, that's enough. To, yeah. to the hiring manager, that's enough. Yeah. I'll, one thing I'll add to that, is, and you kind of you kind of touched on that, but so I, I personally, I put the technologies first right under the project name just because it, it helps see that. Okay. But yeah. No, I mean, that's that you could go either way. It really doesn't matter. Sure. Sure. Um, but the thing that I, I would say, and this is, it's kind of an expectation that's evolved over time. 10 years ago, I don't think this was as big of an expectation, but I think as people have gotten more and more um, interested in questions around software delivery and, and building the right product and questions around product product management the key thing for me is stating what the solution or excuse me stating what the problem is that you're trying to solve so for example i have a project that i worked on um and the the key that or the thing that i was doing was i just felt that developers were not getting enough opportunity to write and code for games and coding in a game gives you a different way of thinking and lets you exercise code in a totally different way than you would when you're always building business applications and mobile applications. Sure. And so that was a project I was trying to solve is how can I help coders actually get an opportunity to get exposed to coding for games? And that's, that is nothing technical in it, right? It's just a very clear problem. And I would put that as, you know, I'd state languages first, but then next I would say, here's the problem that I was trying to solve. And then here's how I went about solving it. Quantify where you can, but that allows, again, as the hiring manager lets me go, okay, this person is trying to not just understand um, the technical part, but they're also trying to understand the purpose because then they can come back to me and they say, hey, we're being told to build it this way, but if we consider the problem in this way, we might actually have a better solution. And that's yeah. just better overall. Yeah, makes total sense. All right, so we're gonna move on to the next go one. To like blitz mode here and go rapid fire lightning round. Yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> we're definitely not gonna get to everybody today. Um, all right, so I'm gonna share my screen again. All right, so me first. Um, so first off, I. Uh, 
I just hate this format. So this is, I, 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 I think this is a Microsoft word format. Um, I just think there's, so like, I think this information needs to be up here, right? Cause you're wasting mm. a fourth of your page with a box that has no pertinent information in it. Mm -hmm. So I, and also I hate the, so when I talk about dual columns, you're like, what's dual columns? What does a dual column resume look like? This is it, right? So there's data going down the right-hand side and there's data going down the left-hand side. And it's very, very confusing. Now, that being said, the way my brain would work is I would say five, five years of front-end engineering, which is good. I see React and Angular. I would go down and be like, okay, this, this is an intern, so, so it's a newer developer. So three projects on time, um, that's good. Accessibility standards. Okay, I don't know what tech he used, right? I see GitHub and Jira, but was this, like, if this is a front-end developer project at Netco, what tech are you using? You didn't even list it, right? Same here, front-end. All right, I see HTML. See, that's better, right? Not bad, but again, doesn't tell me about the project. All that being said, I'm probably going to put this in the pass bucket, bucket three, because I'm having to infer way too much and I don't have time to go through everything. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think digging into it, I'm seeing a lot of really solid stuff, but first blush experience or impressions, I would probably have passed a lot faster. One of the things that I, so I'll share something that, that was not my, is not my own style. Like I, uh, typos and things don't really bother me too much. I'm, I'm yeah, fairly forgiving, but when I surveyed a bunch of hiring managers, some people will outright just toss it in the trash if they see a typo. I, I didn't spot any typos, but what I've ha I'm seeing a lot of is, um, inconsistent formatting and capitalization of languages. Um, like if you just look web development, capital D, um, it, it, there's things like that that I think are worth paying attention to because other people actually put a lot of priority and urgency on those. Um, but I, I think, I mean, I, again, it's like the skills are there. It's just not being highlighted in the right kind of way. And that's, that's the bummer. That's the shame. I think that um, if the more I spend looking at this, the more positives I see, there are quantified statements, but you know, this is what, like a third of the way down at that point. And then yeah, I mean, we're on one, two so two pages yeah and you know you got a bunch of skills over here you know yeah. i i don't know it just it's just a lot move the education at the top i mean you know uh you know i haven't graduated yet but i mean if you're gonna get your bachelor's degree in a technical field like physics like hiring yeah. managers want to know that that's got to go to the top so again formatting i mean most of the issue with resumes these days isn't necessarily the content in it it's the formatting yeah. But then it's part of that formatting though. Let's say like, the, it's also how you format your contact. For example, my favorite programming language is JavaScript. That's, that's cool. That's great. I wouldn't put it on a resume. That's almost yeah. more of a cover letter kind of thing. If you want to have a cover letter, you don't need to have a cover letter. That's a whole other, that's a whole other series, Taylor. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, but I don't, you don't need to write that in a resume and you'd save so much room by not having statements like that. Yeah. Jar comes in. Gotta admit, I changed from a two column to one after Taylor's last resume chat and got nothing but positive feedback. Again, I, I've talked to so many hiring managers on my podcast about this. They've also, it's not just me blabbering. Like I've had other hiring managers, CIOs, VPs of engineering directors, like, like Alicia, it, it just takes away from everything. Um, Randall, should you try to include your skills in your experience rather than list them? Well, this yeah. is where if you're 
more senior in your career. I want us in your summary go, you know, 15 years of .NET, 10 years of Angular, three years of React. But if you're younger in your career, I just need you to talk about what you've done and who you are. But if, if you're going to list skills, I, I think the key, especially if you're starting off, the key is less about things like, uh, for example, the customer service thing. That's not, it's not that that's not a skill or a valued skill, but it's for a developer role. It doesn't mean anything. Right. And it's hard to measure someone on that. But knowing that you know React, awesome, right? So list right. all your languages, list all your uh, methodologies that you know, list all that stuff, the frameworks, everything. But you don't need to get into the more um, soft skill type kind of things, especially if you're early in your career. If you're later in your career, then you'll probably want to amplify those by, again, quantifying those statements. Ten plus yeah, years. instead of good communicator, it's led three teams exactly. in five different time zones. Executive presentation. You know, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Kelly comes in here. What are y'all's thoughts on about functional resumes? Are they okay in a place for traditional? I mean, your functional resume. So I, I, I wrote my dad's resume in the restaurant industry. I wrote, I just told Alicia off air. I wrote my wife's resume. She's a photographer. It's all the same format. Like, like the formatting needs to be the same. It's just the content in it, but you need to be able to communicate what you do and your accomplishments immediately. I wish I had my dad's resume I can pull up. Um, but my dad was at the same restaurant for 25 years. So like at the very top, we didn't do a summary. We did an accomplishments and like we put some big numbers that he accomplished because so, you open up your resume, you're going to know he's in the restaurant industry. So what do people really want to know? People want to know my dad's like biggest success stories. And so that's what we put at the top of the resume. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say that, you know, leap, like I'm, I'm, I'm a millennial, but I'm pretty old school in terms of my views. Are you like, it. you're like the eldest of millennials. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I'm, you're like the elder, elder millennial. Yeah. You're like the, you're like the final boss. Millennial. I'm the senior in high school. It's like, let me, let me tell you guys how it's going to be. No, but like, I like resumes that are very traditional because I think they do a really good job at expressing a certain level of professional, um, I don't know, a professional self. Right. Yeah. Um, which is important. And I, 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 it's weird for me to say that because I'm also very casual in terms of how I dress and how I talk and the relationships I have. But at the same time, I think it's kind of like, there's two different modes. There's your personal life and then there's your professional life. And I want to make sure that someone who needs to be professional can be when they need to be. But otherwise, like there's so many ways where you can express your personality. Like your portfolio can be your fun loving self, but you have your resume be as tight and like just white background, black text, a serif font is nice. My, my, my wife, photographer, she's been responsible for all my branding, all my colors, everything. Her resume was black and white. And the creative recruiter that called her goes, this is a fantastic resume. Mm -hmm. And get this. I didn't realize this. So the shoot was for Apple. She didn't get it. They filled it internally. And I was like, we get that all the time. Um, but you know what the recruiter said, the recruiter said this and I thought it was, I, I thought it was so smart and it was just a different way of thinking. She says for the people who include all the colors and the fonts, what happens is, is your resume starts to become a portfolio and then mm -hmm. creative start to pick apart. Well, why did they use this font versus the other font? 
or this color versus the other color? Or why did they put a a dot in their signature here and not over here? Then they, then it just goes completely haywire on the creative side. So that's why, again, keep it just so stupid, simple. Yeah. Patrick Bateman style. Like, let me see Paul Allen's resume. I don't know what that is, but that's that's, what? No, you, no, you, you do. You do. No, I don't. Um, uh, real quick, Satna comes in here. If we don't get a chance to review someone's resume. Uh, I think Alicia and I are going to try to do this once a month. Um, so we will do a call for resumes again. Um, so you can continue to 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 email that to us. Um, all right. Let's let's hit. Let's try to hit two more before yeah. we wrap up. Let's try. Um, let's try five. Let's let's really pick up the pace. Five. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right. I'm going to share this. Mr. Overachiever over there. How do you not know the Patrick Bateman business card kind of? I don't. I just don't. I just don't. I'm sorry. All right. I I, I, I think it's my turn first. Maybe. No, I think it's mine actually. All right. Go ahead. Go. This looks very familiar though. I'll say it looks a lot like someone has uh, seen the template that I share. So I'm going to spend, why don't you go first? Because then it'll let me kind of dig a little deeper into this one. Uh, I would call this person immediately. <laughs> Cause they use my template. <laughs> no, no, because literally I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can literally tell what this entire person does in the career summary. This person's got four years of hands-on experience with the Mern stack. Uh, one year of managing tech and non-tech customers gather requirements. And then I can, and then I can see front end developer TypeScript. So literally for me, I know this person's got four years of experience. I know that their last job, look at this. I love this. Worked on a product having over a hundred thousand. This is great. 10 out of 10 would call immediately. I would, I would say if I'm going to pick, because this is, I I mean, I don't want to be biased towards my own template, but what I will pick part is that box uh, that has the phone number and everything like that. I'd remove that border because that shouldn't be there. Um, You know, the willing to relocate part, I'd probably remove that. I, I don't, I think that that's not necessarily going to help you and anyone who sees it will probably ask, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an expert on that. So, so go with yeah, see, I would say keep it in because okay. we need to know as a recruiter, if a person can okay. be mobile, but that's good. Then then listen to what Taylor just said there, but yeah, otherwise um, just going off content alone without any bias that like this is hitting on all the things. Maybe bold the left column with the experience main tech stack tools because that'll help me visually kind of sort the two. Um, but otherwise, uh, this is, you know, I mean, yeah, there's a reason why I, I structured my template in that way. Cool. Awesome. All right. Next one. And to answer your question real quick, Aaron, basically what we're going to do is I'm going from the first people who sent stuff to me to the latest people who sent stuff to me. So we'll just continue that route. So the earlier you can get your resume to us, the better. Um, all right, I'm gonna do another one. Also, I'm I'm shocked. A lot of y'all are totally fine getting your resumes roasted online, which is <laughs> pretty awesome, to be honest. Which is great. I love the vulnerability. All right, uh, so all right, your turn. Okay. Um, scroll down. Okay, so I'm I'm seeing a lot of good stuff. I probably put it in the. Uh, Probably the call or otherwise the, the higher end of the medium bucket, but probably yeah. in the call. The only thing I'd say is just not a big fan. Uh, this, this doesn't look like it has a, a structure to it. It just looks a little bit kind of like 
like you know you know how uh what is it indeed or uh linkedin they generate a resume it looks yeah. a little much like that which i'm not a fan of. i think there's ways that like the for example the spacing between bank app and breweries react app the tech stack part gets lost in there and it just again it makes me the cognitive load is higher on a resume like this but i think it's really good in terms of what it's listing i think there's some things that can be improved still like a little more quantified statements about how you're proficient do not say i'm a five-star c-sharp developer because five star doesn't mean anything to me but saying you're a two-year or three-year or five-year that is very meaningful um, just don't self-rate on your language experience. Yeah, don't don't self-rate. I would probably call as well. I think th this could be a lot better. I think yeah. you can give me more experience, three years of C-sharp, two years of Python, whatever. But I like it. Um, I would call. Yeah. All right. So let's just go next. All right. Uh, is it my turn? It's my turn. Um, I'm going to be honest. This is very hard for me to read. Yeah. This is, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I would, I would pass immediately, immediately, yeah. just immediately a lot going on here. I hate these bullet points. These are like a Microsoft word bullet point. I also hate the three column bullet point. Um, it just, the three columns, very distracting. And, and your whole resume is crammed on the one page. Let your resume breathe people. Yeah. It's okay to go two pages. Uh, formatting's inconsistent. Just looks sloppy, bolding all over the place. Uh, yeah, just would pass. Yeah, I, I agree. I, there's, there's, I'm looking at what's bold and there's a lot of really good stuff there. It's just getting lost. And that's, that's the, that's the problem. Um, so, I mean, you have a lot of really, really valuable stuff to work with. And so that's great. Um, just realize that as you try to cram it all into one page, as you have like a bullet point that is longer than 10 words, let's say is no longer a bullet point. Oh, um, I like that. really long two line bullet points that's not doing you any favors so just work on summarizing work on structuring work on editing out um and i think you'll have a much stronger resume i mean there's some stuff i love this research yeah. uh created an app that made a revenue sixty thousand dollars a quarter like right. why is that buried like it, it gets lost so easily it, yeah it gets lost so easily so yeah, yeah. It's again, it's, it's, it's having to make that quick decision. If we spend any longer on it, we'd probably move that person into a higher bucket, but no. All right. My turn. My turn. I don't know. <laughs> I lost track. Um, All right. But this is, I think, I think we're, we're going to start seeing the patterns here. So two columns two, uh, yeah. doesn't have much of, or, or any real summary at the top. So yeah, no, no summary. Yeah. So now I'm having a cognitive load. I don't like personally do not like hyperlinked text. Like don't, yeah. I'm going to print out a resume. That's my honest truth. I like to print them out because it lets me mark up what I want to see, what I don't want to see, and like what I want to ask more about. And if if I then have to try and go and pull up the resume just to get to the person's LinkedIn, that's that's going to frustrate me. Yep, same. I would I would probably pass. I, there's no, I can't really tell what what, what your strengths are. Um, you know what or what you want to do or anything like that. So. <laughs> I pass. All right, last one. Right. Because my because the plumber's coming, we have a leaky faucet. Um, all right. Let's mm -hmm. let's fix that too. Let's do it together. Yeah, no. <laughs> let's live stream it. Yeah, you do not want me to live stream. So <laughs> I'd I'd probably pass. Yeah. To be honest. I think there's a lot of intentional approach to this, which is good. Yeah, but I think it's just like the skills aren't listing skills, and there's a lot of projects in there. It looks like 
So yeah. I wouldn't put that there. I just structure. Uh, bullets are bullets are good, but it, I think I don't see anything. Can, can you scroll up real quick? No, sorry to the uh, experience. Yeah, it's a little bit focused on just the roles and responsibilities, less about the impact. So I'd say probably make that change too. Yeah, just very, yeah, like data integration specialist. Like it looks like that's your first tech role on your resume and there's no tech jargon in there. So cool. All righty, man. That was good. We'll we'll pass on that resume, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. That was good. Uh, we got one more question. One more question. This last question, Kelly, how, ooh, where'd you go? How would you guys suggest listening language experience when it was just more so reading over code and specs before I took a class? I, I, I have people that say like in production, um, tinkered side projects and, um, like, uh, just study. Um, and I've seen resumes like that and, and, and I like that. So yeah. I'm fine with you putting self-study in the technical skills and listing all of the self-study skills. So that way, Alicia as a hiring manager, me as a recruiter can look at it and be like, all right, this person doesn't have any C-sharp in production. It's self-study that, that, that helps us kind of, um, uh, recalibrate your resume. Yeah. I, and I'd also just say like, instead of putting in the effort to say that you self self-learned or, or just studied it. Just put it into practice. Do do something small, and that's more meaningful. Just that you can say, "Listen, I didn't have an opportunity to put this in a working environment or on a real project, but I gave myself a small thing." Um, the last last quick note I'll, I'll say is, it, "You're more than welcome to hit me up on LinkedIn. Shoot me a message yeah. if you have more questions." I will say this though as well: like, go and look at the resume template, not because I'm trying to promote it or anything, but because I took a lot of time to try and summarize all of these things in the section so when you see the experience section the bullets are here's what you should write and why you should write it how you can do it with some examples if you scroll all the way to the bottom there is my uh, fake persona dave elliper uh developer no one's ever caught that it seems but um it's a great pun i think I, I laugh every time i see it but there's an example that i've built off of that so hopefully that'll give you enough context so that when you do ask me another question Try to root it in that so that I can help out and be more specific than just be more broad in terms of can you help me with my resume? I, I, I like to want, I want to give very specific feedback, yeah. but I don't want to have to start all the way from the beginning. And then also, listen, I'm gonna, I, I always say this now, if, if, if you were impacted by this live show, uh, share it. Um, I, I would share it. Um, you know, I think, um, other people need to know how to write a resume because there's a lot of bad resumes. Um, so share it. Um, if this has any impact with you. Um, but again, thank you so much. We appreciate y'all a ton. And uh, Alicia, let's just uh, let's just plan on doing this in October. All right. You can All go right. watch American Psycho so you can get the Patrick Bate reference. Okay, sounds good. All right, see y'all. Bye. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at tdesson on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.